Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Hmm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. Come on and slam. And welcome to the jam. Come on and slam. If you want to dance. And welcome back to episode six of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. We have a great episode prepared for you today. This week, I chose for my turn a 90s classic, What Else Is New? The 1996 film, Space Jam. Space Jam! Jeremy and I will be talking about our childhood memories, Bill Murray, and of course, our favorite inside quotes. We sure are. But first, a word from our sponsor. We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Moron Mountain. Sure, we've all been to the typical amusement parks on Earth, but Moron Mountain isn't your typical amusement park. It ain't Disneyland. It ain't Disney World. It ain't even Universal, and they actually have Looney Tunes. Conveniently located just past Saturn, Moron Mountain is just a UFO ride away. This park is dedicated to provide the ultimate thrill for the adrenaline junkie. UFO parking not included. And now, back to the show. As you know, basically every episode, I say that this movie is a childhood staple, or a staple of our childhood. Yes. And that still is true. Space Jam is one of the goats. And to start out, I mean, we got to start out with our childhood memories. That's right. What, what, what memories do you have associated with this movie in particular? You know, this movie literally kept me warm at night. Because Same. I had the official Space Jam blanket and bed sheets when this movie came out. And I had the official Space Jam blankets and bed sheets when Jonathan outgrew them. That's right. <laughs> Hand me downs for days, Holmes. We st- I s- we still have that uh that blanket. It's out in the garage and like it a, was in a tub. But uh it was definitely like falling apart and stuff. It belongs in a museum at this point. <laughs> Nothing better than saying goodnight to your parents and then snuggling up next to Michael Jordan's face. <laughs> and the Monstars. And the Monstars, yeah. Yeah, I this was this movie came out in nineteen ninety six and I was four. And I was in the womb. <laughs> um I did not see this movie in theaters, so I was actually probably more like five when I did see it and we, we bought the VHS tape. But this is one of the first movies I remember being 
obsessed with. Like I got, I had the blankets, I had the Toon Squad jersey, I had a Michael Jordan action figure, which mm-hmm. like who has a Michael Jordan action figure? <laughs> this movie had a lot of merchandising and I somehow got mom to buy me a lot of it. Sucker. Yes. <laughs> the one piece of merchandise that I never got though, that I always remember is they had at the time in the stores, Michael's secret stuff. It was in like this little plastic <laughs> bottle and I think it was like some kind of candy. I'm not a hundred percent sure. All I know like is funny. it had blue. It had blue food coloring in it. Mom was not going to buy that for me. <laughs> Definitely not. That is taboo. We could not have anything that had like food coloring in it. Basically, any good cereal, forget it. We couldn't have it. Captain Crunch berries, forget about it. Kicks berries, forget about it. That's not even a good cereal, but we had to forget about it. We'd go over to our like our uncle's house or something, and he'd have like Cookie Crisp and all this like junk cereal, and we'd just be like, "We're in heaven." (laughs) That was our vacation: is going to Uncle Weldon's house, waking up extra early to get that extra bowl of cereal in. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Ooh, good stuff. But this movie kicked off a a phase of mine, definitely, of getting me into basketball for a while, which kind of faded after a while. But, um, (laughs) I mean, once this movie came out, like, I mean, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player of all time. Even though I lived in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida, I was a Chicago Bulls fan. And so was everyone else in the world at that time. <laughs> Every single person. <laughs> what is that um, like today? Uh, who is... I guess it would be the Golden State Warriors now. I guess. Like I said, I don't even, I don't even follow basketball Everybody anymore. Everybody hops on the, the Warriors bandwagon. I retired on top when, when Michael Jordan went out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> retire <laughs> like Bill Murray old. at the end of the movie. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, I was really I was really into to basketball at the time and specifically into the Bulls and I remember actually on top of my Toon Squad Go Bulls. <laughs> on top of my Toon Squad uh jersey, uh mom also got me a Chicago Bulls jersey for Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen. And so I was Classic kind of down. I was kind of upset cuz it wasn't a Michael Jordan jersey. But then my friend Ben Sanford was like, no, nobody has a Scottie Pippen jersey. Like, that's cool. Yeah, it makes you look like a true fan. Yeah, so I was like, it was legit. And he had the Jordan jersey, so maybe that's why he said that. But we were uh, Pippen and Jordan. What a Ben. <laughs> I have another related Michael Jordan story about Ben, too. Because I went, I went to his house one time and spent the night. Mm-hmm. And... I had brought over like, you know, when you're like kids and you bring like way too much stuff over to like someone's house. That's like a, a suitcase full of VHS tapes and action <laughs> figures. Tons of movies and toys that you like don't even do anything with when you sleep over. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be prepared. Yes. You never know. Well, anyway, I brought a bunch of stuff over this time. And what I had brought was a set of like Michael Jordan collectible cards that I had gotten from Gatorade. And I guess I should back up and tell this <laughs> the story a little bit. They had this Gatorade had this mail-in campaign where you mailed in a certain number of like bottle caps or whatever, the yeah. tops of the, the bottles. Mail them in and they sent me this um this set of like each year had like it was like this like big like uh think of a baseball card, but it was like twice or three times as big and mm. had this like gold enamel on it. 
And they had one for like every year that he played with the Bulls, starting from like 85 all the way to like whatever year really? I got it, like 90, 98 or something like that. I think that was the year I got it. And he convinced, so I brought these cards with me to show him, and he convinced me to trade him one of the cards out of the set. And he gave me a bunch of his like Sports Illustrated cards out of his uh, that he had. They wow. used in a kid's Sports Illustrated. They had a they'd have like a page of cards that you could like tear out. They were like paper mm-hmm. cards. I remember those. He, yeah, he had a bunch of them, and he traded me like a ton of them for just one card out of this set. And I did it because he was he was a good friend, and I did it. But then I, I came to regret that later on because I was like, oh, I don't have the complete set. Please tell me you looked this up on eBay today, and it's worth like. $400. I have not looked it up. In fact, I know I still have the, the rest of the cards somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of scared to look it up. <laughs> you better hunt down Ben. It's probably not worth anything. <laughs> but um, that's my story with that. He, he convinced me to trade him that one card and and uh, now I don't have that complete Michael Jordan card set. Mm. What a I'll, shame. I'll, pull, I'll pull those out and we can. I'll take a picture of the cards and we can post that on our Instagram. Good idea. Good idea. But yeah, Jeremy, what about you? Do you have any other childhood memories regarding this movie? Um, well, sleeping with the Space Jam uh, bedding set for sure. Um, I had one specific memory. I I had a hard time thinking of it because I mean, I'm younger. You had more experience with this movie. This is definitely your movie. Yeah. Um. Nevertheless, I did love it, and I liked how when they're when Taz was clean. When Taz was cleaning up the gym, and he did it in like three seconds, <laughs> he, they were all like, "Never underestimate the power of a spit shine." And I was like, "That really works." <laughs> and if you spin the mop really quick, like Taz did, does that mean it shines? Oh, I have to try this. So I was like six years old, and I go into the kitchen, and I offer to help mom mop the floor because she was clean in the kitchen at the time. And she was like, what? I what? I, I guess. Because <laughs> I mean, I was six. I, I could do some chores, but <laughs> mopping wasn't on my list yet. So I just, just hocked a loogie and just spit it on the floor. <laughs> 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 and I took the mop and spun really, really fast. And I looked up to her and was like, lemony fresh. <laughs> and she had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Trust us, when we're not um, podcasting, we're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, let's get into the plot and uh, explain the whole movie. First off, I want to say this movie basically emphasizes how great Michael Jordan is. It's kind of savage against the other players because he's basically <laughs> saying like, he's basically saying like, hey, I took down the other five best players in the NBA even after my retirement all by myself. <laughs> yeah like, basically I'm, I'm gone and i'm still better than you <laughs> it's kind of a flex um but i mean this could be considered a true story since the uh it, it's kind of explaining what michael did in between his off season that he yeah. took mm-hmm. kind of um, a fictionalized fictionalized account so if i were to explain this movie in three words or less i would probably say Michael Jordan commercial. Yeah, that works. <laughs> especially or since, very long commercial. Especially since this movie was like it basically inspired by a commercial. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because Michael Jordan did like a Hanes commercial or something, and it had the Looney Tunes Bugs in it. Bunny. Just Bugs Bunny. Okay, yeah. And then someone in Hollywood was just like, "I've got an idea," <laughs> and they really did. <laughs> this because I, you know, I don't know why this movie works, but I think it does. <laughs> it works very well. It do somehow. Like Space Jam, Michael Jordan, Looney Tunes. Even the subtle McDonald's. Maybe if we have time, we can stop and get a Big Mac. Oh, that whole line, it was like they're trying to cram all the product placement into that one line. He's like, yeah. come on, Michael, put on your Hanes, eat your Wheaties, grab your Gatorade. <laughs> we'll stop and get a Big Mac on the way to the ball game. That was so great. They got very meta with this movie. Yeah. And I, I, I'll get into that later, but very necessary. Well, um... My three words to explain the movie was, what's up, Doc? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's all I could come up with. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I wanted to ask, what before you saw this, what was your like opinion of the Looney Tunes? Um, I loved the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's something. That's one of the cartoons that dad would watch with us because mm-hmm. it was on when he was a kid. Yeah. And he was always like, ah. Who 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 voiced who created the Looney Tunes? And I was like, I don't know, Bugs Bunny. And he's like, actually, Mel Blanc. Hmm. And I was like, thanks for the fun fact, Dad. I'll never remember that, <laughs> but I still only remember that. <laughs> yeah. And Dad does a killer um, Elmer Fudd impression, as well as Donald Duck. But that's so. How aware of like Looney Tunes were you before you saw this movie? Like you knew about it before you saw Space yeah. Jam. Yeah. See, I I mean, I'm sure I had seen it, but I feel like this was probably my first introduction to Looney Tunes and I mean, just like basketball. And I think I think this was kind of like a first introduction for both of those things, really. It's possible that I mean, I watched it a couple years after it came out, Yeah, at least five or six years after it came out. Mm -hmm. And um, since that movie came out, the. I'm sure they, the Looney Tunes became a lot more popular on what Cartoon Network or something. Yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't look into it a whole lot, but I, I think in the '90s they kind of had a little bit of a revival, and maybe that's what led to this. But I mean, yeah, I definitely. I was just curious if what your thoughts were on them, but like before, if that was something that you had kind of were aware of before you saw this. No, they always had it on TV. And I I liked it because they were wacky. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I had seen it. And it's just hard to like all the memories I have of watching it and even in future years. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, when I think back, like Space Jam is like that point of like... Putting credit where credit's due. Yeah, Space Jam definitely solidified I... <laughs> how great they were. Yeah. So I think it was, you know, it brought a lot of like new things to people. As far as like yeah. made, you know, made the kids more aware of Looney Tunes and also like the world of basketball and that kind of thing. It gave our generation, it gave Michael Jordan fans. <laughs> oh, cause he didn't have fans before this. No, it, <laughs> he left his legacy on an extra generation that didn't get to see him play. That's true. I mean, basically because of this, you know, this movie sparks his interest and he, he rejoins the, the Chicago bulls, you know, in yeah. real life. Number 45. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I did look into the kind of the 
I was curious when I watched this movie because on Wikipedia it says it's kind of a fictionalized account of like what happened in between him retiring from basketball in 1993 and coming back three years later. So he uh, Michael Jordan had just come off of a three-peat, which means like three NBA championships. And on top of that, he was a part of the U.S. Olympic Dream Team in 1992. Easily the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I don't know much about basketball now, so he's just always going to be number one for me. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I know LeBron's giving him a run for his money, but until LeBron makes a good enough Space Jam movie like this, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's going to be in my book. Um, and I was curious if, uh, about... Did he like really go and play minor leagues, you know, for a little while? And that that was true. And mm-hmm. I was kind of going back to the scene at the beginning of the movie where his dad had, you know, he said he was going to play like him and that kind of thing. So yeah, I I was just kind of looking into that further, and I I wasn't aware that his father had died, um, in '93, shortly before he retired. And I don't know if it's the reason for his retirement, but um, his father was killed by like two people that were like trying to carjack him. It was just like killed. He it like pulled off the side of the road. He was he was on like a long drive back home, mm-hmm. and he like stopped to like take a nap. And like two people like came up and tried to steal his car, and they shot him and killed him. It was like wow. really tragic. I I, I had heard. That. I I knew I knew that his father had died, but I didn't I didn't know any of the details of that. I mean, this all happened when I was real real little. So, anyway. I thought it was actually real, real touching that, um, you know, that scene at the beginning with it kind of showing his dad mm-hmm. at the intro and, um, and just how he, he did, like he, he was at the top of his game and he kind of stepped away from that to, to do something like that he wanted to do for his dad, you know, mm-hmm. and he, by going and playing baseball and eventually he comes back to basketball, um, and, and does another three peat. So six peat. <laughs> basically. Um, um it, it definitely even that i mean he quit for the right reasons but yeah it still showed a lot of integrity mm-hmm. in him which even solidified his fame even more because mm-hmm. people respected him a lot more um but yeah yeah i was just thinking about like having to go through all that and then like filming this movie and stuff in between <laughs> yeah uh, i mean that's i'm sure that was tough but um Something tells me that this movie did not take a lot to film. Not a long you know, time at all. I, I did end up looking at, you know, some of the behind the scenes on this. I was actually a little bit more impressed with like the visuals and how they made it than I thought I was going to yeah. be before I watched it. Because basically they're trying to combine three different elements. They are combining live action with the 2D animation. Mm-hmm. But this is also like kind of the start of some of the 3D animation as well. 3D, yeah, yeah. So there, there's a there's a little bit extra. It's a, it's kind of one step beyond like Who Framed Roger Rabbit because of the computer generated section, mm-hmm. you know, component of it too. Um, they looked good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. The, card, the Looney Tunes actually look better, sort of 3D, mm-hmm. than they did in 2d i don't know how to explain yeah. it it just looked better because they yeah. kind of gave him more of a shine and they popped out a little bit more but it wasn't like obnoxious like 
nowadays 3D animation looks. Yeah, I, it's like they they still drew it in 2D. It was still classic, but there was like some like some computer generated enhancements a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I yeah, I definitely like the look um, of the Looney Tunes in this. <laughs> so the team Michael Jordan plays baseball for in the movie is Birmingham Barons. That was another thing I was curious if that was like the actual team he played for, and and it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think he played for one other team, which I don't remember the name of, but. I mean, the point is that the baseball career wasn't wasn't too long lasting. And when you're the, the best basketball player in the world, you know, the court's going to be calling your name. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I did like how I, in the scene where he was playing. Um, he was playing his baseball game with the Barons and he was, had that conversation with the catcher. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, for the basketball signed basketball. That was great. And <laughs> he just like. The catcher was cheating for him in front of the umpire. <laughs> yeah, that was something I had noticed was like, he's just right in front of the umpire and the umpire's not saying anything, but he's just like, this is a curveball. Don't swing. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, when I was swing. rewatching, when I was rewatching that scene. I remember it. I remembered it like Michael Jordan, like not wanting him to do that. Yeah. But in, when I rewatching it, it seems like he's like, oh, okay. Fine, I'll I mean, it. I'll take it. If you're going to tell me, I'll, I'll judging go for him. it. But yeah, <laughs> but that was so. I feel like that was. I wonder if that's something that actually happened to him. Because I mean, probably because he didn't play. He didn't play like major leagues baseball. I mean, he went down to like yeah. the minor leagues and stuff. So it's not as like high level. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure everyone that played with him was just like in awe of him the whole time. They're like I can't believe I'm playing against Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I thought those whole scenes though with just like before he goes. Um, and gets taken down to Toonland or whatever it is. Too deep. I I had forgotten about a lot of that, and I just thought a lot of it was like very funny, and I was just smiling the whole time. <laughs> it was very the, all the scenes with yeah, the scenes with him and um, Newman from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I didn't realize how much of a a not a pest, but how annoying he was, and like in your face. Oh yeah, he's so obnoxious. <laughs> And I was like, why Why is he giving him, like, a ride home? Like, he doesn't need a ride yeah. home. It's not like he's, like, going to have to take the bus. Also, this is Michael Jordan at the top of his game. He did yeah. not have a small house like that. He definitely lived in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, such, like, a nice little, like, neighborhood. and um, But it was, like, very middle class looking. Maybe it's the middle class Birmingham like, house. Versus, like, all these Big Mac, Haynes, Wheaties sponsor money that he was making. Yeah. <laughs> not to um, mention air jordans oh yeah and then also at the beginning when he goes golfing with bill murray and larry bird was just hilarious yeah. bill murray in this movie is so great it wouldn't be the same without him he he just <laughs> lifts me this straight, movie. michael do you think i think i have a shot they need people people that have never been in the nba before yeah it's just don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> he brings up the scene like so much when all these scenes have like athletes in them that have never acted before. <laughs> he's just like, he adds so much to the scenes. Oh yeah. And, and makes it so funny. Yeah. A lot. I mean, you can't, you got to give them credit. These athletes aren't actors. Yeah. So, but <laughs> it's still pretty bad. 
As far as the athletes acting, I thought like it wasn't until like the very last scene at the end where they're getting their their talent back that I mm-hmm. thought like the acting was was a little like iffy. Everything else seemed to be uh-uh. pretty good. I thought no, all the way through for me. <laughs> it was like the the whole sequence, the basketball Jones song playing, and like the Charles kind of playing with those teenage girls was the worst. <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> You're just a wannabe. Be gone. Okay. Just Be like gone. Away. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Charles Barkley is terrible. Terrible. But, uh, but terrible. some of the other scenes, I I love that sequence with the basketball Jones song playing, and they're just like going yeah. to the doctors and going to the therapist, and yeah. So g- getting back to that golf scene. I I was laughing out loud at that part when when you know he hits the hole in one, thanks to Bugs Bunny and the magnet <laughs> pulling the 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 um yeah the the golf ball the golf into ball. the hole. He reaches in, he gets lassoed and taken down, and Bill Murray is just like they just sit there in silence for a minute. Perfectly calm. He and Larry and Bird then, just leave. <laughs> That's kind of just lazy writing, but who cares? Well, but the line right before that is uh, he's just he just like looks over at uh oh, what was his name? What's Newman's name? We'll just call him Wayne Newman. Knight. <laughs> I know his real name and his Seinfeld character name. I don't know what is his, his name. name here. Stan. Yeah. Stan. Stan right? Man. Yes, yeah, Stan. Stan. Po- anyway, he looks over. So he looks over at Stan and it's just like, what kind of camera is that? <laughs> and then he's just like, don't point that thing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also one other personal memory that I thought about with that golf scene is me and you, we both played on the golf team at our, at our school growing up. Yep. Wasn't very good, but I was on it. And, uh, so during the golf season I'd go and I just remember doing what Bill Murray does all the time when he swings and he just holds that pose, like with the golf club swing, like fully posed and doesn't like, he just sits there for a minute. <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching it. I think and, all, all golfers do that, actually. <laughs> no, no, he does it like exaggeratingly. So, like, he yeah, sits he there and holds it. it, and everyone's just like waiting for him to put it down. But like, <laughs> I would just yeah. sit there and hold it for a really long time. Man, Bill Murray, what a treasure! <laughs> you know what else is a treasure? The soundtrack to this movie. Good segue. Um, yeah. I didn't. This is one of those soundtrack heavy movies and not really a score. Memorable score. There's not really a memorable score to it. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, there are plenty, and I mean plenty, of bops. Yeah, the soundtrack. Um, our older brother Larry had a copy of it on CD. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. I think the album, either the album or like the R. Kelly single. Um, I believe I can fly went like six times platinum. That's that's a lot of platinums. Yeah, that, that's a lot. That's like six million album sales. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. How many Spotify streams did it have though? <laughs> I'd have to look it up. Zero. Either the album went six times platinum, or at least the R. Kelly single "I Believe I Can Fly" went six times platinum. But. It was definitely a, a bestseller. Achilles peak. <laughs> just leave it at that. There's just so many, so many great songs on the soundtrack. 
And you, I was curious, did you look up the like who did the score for this movie, though? Just the regular score? No, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it would be kind of memorable, uh, mentionable to you. It was uh, James Newton Howard. Really? Yeah, he did it. Good old... I mean, I know, I know he's done a J&H. lot. I know he's, he's been doing the Fantastic Beast movies as late. He did um, an incredible job with those. He's been doing a lot of... He's done a lot over his career. And I think they did release the score separately, but I mean, this was really um, a soundtrack, you know, built around the songs more than, mm-hmm. you know, than, than the score itself. But um, yeah, it's got I Believe I Can Fly. It's got other songs. <laughs> <laughs> other hit songs. High. Man, hit you know what's underrated? An underrated song on that on that album though is "The Winner" by Coolio. Amen. That's such a good that's, one. I don't think that's in the movie, is it? Yeah, it's 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 like a transition one where he's going hanging out with his family. Okay, see, I don't really remember that in in the movie. I just remember it from the soundtrack, and like this is like a great song. Um, I mean, obviously, there's like the Space Jam like theme song, which is awesome. You guys heard that the the opening of this this episode. Mm. This movie is such a time capsule for the '90s, and I, I love it so much. Yeah, I feel like it like holds up very well. Do you do you think that, or does it feel very dated to you? <laughs> yes and no. Um, the humor, there's the references, pop culture references were very dated. Like the whole Charles, yeah. birthday, I promise to never date Madonna again. Yeah, that's true. That was funny. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, not many people know. I mean, they might know Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley, but the other three, like Dirk in them, and yeah. Muggsy, not many people were going to remember them. I mean, that's true. I mean, They're kind of forgettable. I, I, Nevertheless, good, but just forgettable. Yeah. Especially to um, the non basketball fan like us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, why, and which is why it's in development, Space, Space Jam 2. I mean, what are what are your thoughts on that? Let's let's talk about that for a on minute. Space Jam Two, yeah. I don't know. Um, I kind of hated it at first because I figured yeah. it'd be another one of those sandlots. Mm-hmm. But since going to college and having roommates that were actually like basketball and actually just seeing basketball being played, I've I've seen Steph Curry and um, LeBron James past couple years, and like LeBron is pretty good. Like I'm I'm gonna say like. He, they talk him up, but he deserves it. Like he's really successful in basketball, and he's funny. Um, he'll probably have more of a acting presence than Michael Jordan did. Honestly, I just don't know. And I think the animation could look better, but they could ruin it by doing completely three D. I don't know. I'm more optimistic about it now than I was ever. So. I I would say the same. I when I first heard of it, I was like. I have no interest in seeing that. I don't care about it. It's not going to be as good. And the fact is all of that may end up being true, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Uh, rewatching this hey. actually, it, it, it held up pretty well for me. And I, I thought the, the production of it was done pretty well. It wasn't like super, I don't know, cheesy and like cheaply made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of looked into like, who's kind of like, names attached to the sequel and um a producer on it the Don't writer and producer is ryan coogler yeah 
and he's like a big name in film right now because he he directed um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. but also the new Creed movies, which I haven't seen, but which I've heard are very... like I've heard are really good. At least the first oh, yeah. one. Oh, the, definitely uh, Creed. I haven't I seen really it. good things about him. Um, so I feel like with someone like that, it seems like they can take it like somewhat seriously, and it could actually be pretty good. Um, they've got Hans Zimmer. Uh, attached to do the score. Oh, really? Oh, well, I don't know that... what kind of I don't know what kind of songs they'd have in there, but like I said, I I'm gonna go into it with an open mind. I know it's not gonna be as good as the original, but um, I, I, I'll if we still have theaters by the time this movie comes out, I will definitely go go and see this one. Yikes! It's expected to be in July of 2021, so hopefully yeah. this virus will be over by then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not imagine. I didn't think about like the fact of it being 3D am- animation, though. I don't They're, know. Honestly, it'll probably be like that. Yeah. Just that's probably going to be the worst part. <laughs> um, but interesting. Don Cheadle, otherwise known as the Iron Patriot, yes, is casted in this movie um, <laughs> as one of the big three names. Yeah. Um, Martin Kleba. Who was the the short dude from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? And Which one? Jurassic World and all that. Um, he's a funny guy. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a ton. They've got all the NBA players that they've got attached to this. I need to see that list. Um, I, don't, I don't have that. I'm just looking at Wikipedia. So mm-hmm. who knows I'm how on IMDb right now. accurate it is and stuff. There's a girl... Uh, Sinequa, wow, Sinequa Martin Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's. It says she's playing Savannah James. So I don't know if that's like. His I don't know how old this person is. Yeah, I well, guess bro- that's maybe like a wife or a sister or, or something. Or daughter? How old is she? I don't know. Then there's a yeah, wife. Uh, oh, it looks like they cast someone to play LeBron James Jr. So. So we'll see how that goes, but it says characters from other Warner owned properties, including it slash Pennywise. Lord Voldemort. I'm done. No, I'm not seeing this movie. <laughs> Heck no. Wait, Wicked Witch of the West, Clark Kent, Agent Smith, Gremlins, Batman. Why? Just random like No. I just random characters from the Warner Brothers like properties are gonna apparently have some kind of cameo in it. Maybe they'll be at the basketball stadium uh-uh. at the end. Uh-uh. I'm not a fan. Jer- Jeremy hates oh. clowns, so he will not He will not go see this I have now. been pressured into seeing that movie so many times because my friends think it's funny to watch me be scared. <laughs> Low-key, it is pretty funny, but I hate it. It scares the crud out of me. Well, we went to the movies, and I think we went to go see Dunkirk. Yeah. And at the beginning of it, it had a trailer for the new It movie, and Jeremy had to, like, he just jumped out of his seat and, like, ran out of the theater. <laughs> I was an adult at the time. He came back 20. in after the trailer was over. Oh, I was shaking. I don't know if I like this Warner, Warner-owned properties being added into it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this one kind of did that a little bit. Not, not as much, but... Kind of near the end with like people out in the stands, maybe. I I don't know how much of those are Looney Tunes characters and much like 
They're like, like for example, pictures. yeah, like kind of Warner Brothers animation, random yeah. characters, which I'm sure they to like fill out that stadium. Uh, they just had to like copy and paste a bunch of like characters and stuff. But <laughs> I was actually kind of impressed at the look at, of that stadium and the crowd and everything. As far as that time, like 1996, uh-huh. I thought it looked pretty good, actually. It, it honestly did. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been talking about this sequel for years now. Yeah. But it's finally going into the works. Um, but <laughs> did you know that in between then and now that they were planning on other ideas for sequels called Spy Jam with Jackie Chan? And they were oh, doing like a Spy Jam with Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and it Just says a whole Jam here, franchise. Yeah, a jam French. I I did know that they were wanting to do a sequel with Michael Jordan, but Michael Jor- Jordan declined. Oh no. Race Jam, which would have starred Jeff Gordon. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I can't picture anyone being like a worse actor than Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he's in movies. What? I forgot about Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah, I um which is the other Looney Tunes movie. Yeah. I I still like that one, but I mean Space Jam's way better. <laughs> yes, with the exception of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I mean that's one of the main reasons why I like that movie is cuz it has Brendan Fraser in it. <laughs> we don't know why we like him, but he's so good. He's great. He doesn't have he's that so many underrated. acting credits, but for somehow everything, every good thing he's been in, we love. He just we, can do it all. We are we are big fans of one Shia LaBeouf. We talk about him a lot, but yeah. Brendan Fraser. Oh man, he's up there too. <laughs> I just love how yeah. we like latch on to certain actors. Before we move on, I wanted to bring to your attention a treasure that is on the internet right now regarding okay. Space Jam. Did you know that the Space Jam website is still active online? From 1996. No way. way. If you'll go to spacejam.com, this is like a perfectly preserved website from like the 90s. And it's amazing. Oh my goodness. Like it's one of those websites where it like hurts your eyes to look at it. Like the text and stuff. (laughs) Like if you look at it and you look away, you can kind of see like that imprint of the text on your eyes like burned into it. It's just a very um, one inch pattern of one square inch pattern of like a galaxy print just repeated in a grid. It doesn't, it looks so bad. I I remember I was doing some research before we did the episode and I saw an article about it and apparently it's like the website (laughs) has just stayed up and it's like, it went viral. I don't know how several years ago on Reddit, someone like brought it to people's attention. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like this, just like, you know, monument to like nineties web design. (laughs) And it's still like I I'm clicked through it. a lot of the links. It's still yeah. it's still active. You can go to all these things. There's like games. There's Junior like trivia game. games, matching games. There's I like love, production diaries. No, I love the excess exclamation points and the Times New Roman in red contrasting fonts. Yeah, the, this Beautiful. website, it makes me so happy. <laughs> we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But um, I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. 
of what a website in 1996 looked like if you could get your dial up to you know load the page <laughs> <laughs> Next segment is our mouth-watering animated foods. Okay. There weren't that many. There was two things that stood out in my mind. Um, yeah. Number one was obviously Bugs Bunny's carrot, trademark yeah. carrot. That's um, classic. Classic crunch. Hmm. Satisfying. Good sound it makes design. You want, it makes, you want, makes every kid want to eat their vegetables. I mean, every kid on Earth that has seen Bugs Bunny has done that with a carrot. Yeah, just I've lean on the, that. <laughs> just <laughs> lean on the pantry door. Eh, what's eh. up, Doc? <laughs> That's the key to being the CEO of comedy as an eight-year-old. Oh, what about what was the other the other that food? One wasn't really food, but it was a drink, and that was Michael's secret stuff. Yeah, which was a Gatorade powder mixed with steroids, animation <laughs> steroids. Uh, which encouraged uh, drug use in athletics. So, well, the, um, the steroids were a placebo. It was a placebo, but that was still Michael saying, "Like, hey, it's pretty cool to use." Um, <laughs> but it did look really refreshing, especially when um, Stan got the one drop at the oh, yeah. end. And at the very end, just make that scene makes you thirsty. Plot hole rants. Um, the, okay, so the main plot hole that I came up with was. Um, you know how the, when the aliens came up and they were like, we are taking you as our prisoners, which first of all, first of all, first of all, did you know that they were called nerd lux? I didn't until I went to the, you know, Wikipedia page and was looking at yeah. the character names. Do they say that in the movie? I don't know. I also didn't know who the like the main guy was, like his name, um, the Danny DeVito guy. It's just green Danny DeVito with a cigar. Why can't I find it? Oh yeah, his the like the main antagonist boss is named Mr. Swackhammer. Swackhammer. Oh, anyways, so they were like, "We'll challenge you to a game of basketball because you're short." And they're like, "I don't know what basketball is, but okay." But before that, they're like, "It's in the rule book that you." It says it here, and then Bugs Bunny wrote. Um, he added it in, just like with the he, Michael. He added in stuff. a post note of the in the rule book and showed it to him, saying like we got to have a fighting chance. That's part of the rules. And they're like, Oh, well, it's part of the rules. It's part of the rules. <laughs> but they could have just said, we're not allowed to be prisoners. And they could, they didn't have to play a game of basketball. Well, <laughs> this could easily not been a basketball movie. But they also didn't know that they could just like steal their powers and become like right. huge yeah. monsters. But, <laughs> but yeah. But then they could also say, <laughs> you can't steal other people's talent. Well, after they added it, if he added it in later, then they might they might get wise to what he's doing. <laughs> well, it's it's worth a try. As mom says, nothing beats a try but a failure. <laughs> Makes so many sense. times, so many <laughs> times. She's um, actually my, I I had one thing that I wrote down that happened like right before that actually that I thought didn't really make sense, and it was right when they land and they come out of the spaceship and they see Bugs Bunny and they're like asking him. Like, oh, do you know who Bugs Bunny is? Do you remember that where they're like asking him, like, where is he and like, who is he and what does he look like? And I thought it was really confusing because they already knew who the Looney Tunes were. 
Like they yeah. had them on TV and they're like, oh, we're going to get the Looney Tunes to come to Moron Mountain and entertain the crowds and all this. Mm-hmm. So it was like, why? <laughs> they were like asking, like, why? Who is he and all this stuff? And I just thought that didn't really make sense. They don't have a huge grasp on pop culture, just enough for plot yeah. convenience. <laughs> I figured they knew enough to like, they want to go get the Looney Tunes. Well, no, no, no. How about this? It's the cartoon world. So they only know stuff from the cartoon world. Well, the 3D land knows stuff that they've created. Well, I mean, it shows them watching Looney Tunes in space. Yeah, but that's also in the cartoon world. Well, I don't know what you mean then. So there's cartoon world with the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And then there's 3D land mm-hmm. with Michael Jordan. Okay. In between that is the golf ball or is the golf hole. Yes. But this moron mountain is in space, but it's not in 3D land space. It's in 2D land space. It's not all on the same world. It's two different dimensions. No, it's not because it shows it shows when they fly onto Earth. You know what three D stands going? Three dimensions. When they fly, they it shows their their spaceship. They're flying from Moron Mountain, and it yeah, shows but... them. It shows them flying overhead, three D land, and then they go into the ground. Yes, two D land. I... No, they didn't. Yeah. It shows yes, them that. <laughs> I was going to say, they landed <laughs> 2D land first. Like he's playing baseball and it shows the, sp- the, the spaceship yeah, go you're over right. him. You're right. That's what I get Boom. for overthinking it. And <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's what this whole that segment's about. That would have been about. actually a normal point, but <laughs> now that you corrected me, <laughs> you took away from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... That's, I mean, I was pretty forgiving on everything. I didn't really find much else that I was like, I thought didn't really make sense. Um, yeah, it wasn't sky high offensive. <laughs> there was a couple things that I didn't really notice before, or I mm-hmm. forgot about was that like when he, he gets, um, when Michael Jordan sticks his hand in the golf hole to get the ball, the like lasso comes out and pulls him down. Yeah. I didn't realize that was like one of the Looney Tunes characters, like, pulling him out yeah i like it shows a brief shot of him like like coiling his rope afterwards and i I don't know if i just never really picked up on that i I just like i just thought it was bugs bunny like pulling him out or something (laughs) but it was actually someone else yosemite sam because it shows bugs bunny's hand with the magnet before that's true it's it's a team effort you know yeah but one thing about yosemite sam well, while we're talking about him, because I don't think we'll talk about him for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Probably not. Um, he just straight up had a gun, <laughs> yeah, at all times on the on the court, and he would use that. He could have used it way more. He could have just shot the monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a plot hole right there. That's a plot hole right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that scene when they they're like after they get Michael Jordan down there and they're like, okay, well we got to practice and they're in the gym and they just you just see him like shooting around like with his two guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, so is Bill Murray playing himself in this movie? Yes. Okay, I was trying to decide, figure I mean, out what he. Was he like his manager? Was he just one of his friends? I don't know. But he's just Bill Murray. He just hangs out. Bill Murray just casually hangs out with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. So, yeah, I was actually curious about this. I was curious actually why he did this movie. 
Um, well, because he's a friend. He's, uh, producer's a friend of his. Yeah. Yeah. He, he explains it in the movie. Yeah, because uh, the producer on this movie is Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. who like made the Ghostbusters movies with him and Stripes and he's been he's like he's gone back with him for a way so that was like a literal he's breaking the fourth wall the equivalent to wes anderson what if wes anderson did space jam 2 and then he still he produced space jam 2 and he still made the same joke and bill murray was still in it how'd you that get would... back here again uh producer a friend of mine <laughs> you know i didn't see his name listed on the space jam 2 credits but I actually I did I did have a few things to say about this though. Um I, I think he is a big basketball fan. I think mm-hmm. he's known to be like I don't know what team it is, but he's maybe it's the Lakers or something, but I know there's some team that he's got like season tickets to and is kind of seen going to games a lot. So maybe that's why. Maybe he just wanted to hang out with like basketball players that he was fans of. Yeah, if Bill Murray wasn't in this movie, there wouldn't be as much uh meta jokes yeah i guess so yeah without that this movie would suck <laughs> it would the jokes are so fast-paced in this like if you miss it you have to rewatch the movie this is one of those movies where you can watch it so many times and still pick up on new jokes like yeah that's one true that, one that i caught on was um when the monsters start to they meet them on the court and they start calling Michael the whole other team. Like, what are you, wussy man? Or what are you, chicken? Yeah. And Foghorn Leghorn comes out and he's like, now, now I say, I, I say I resemble that remark. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, instead of saying resent, he said resemble because he, he yeah. resembles a chicken. Yeah. I never understood that. And I'm very glad <laughs> I caught on that because that, that's my favorite joke in this movie. For real, <laughs> it's so good. I don't. <laughs> he has another good line a little bit later on when he gets like roasted, literally. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, would you like the original recipe or extra crispy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there's a line when it's that golf scene, and he's talking about when when Bill is is talking to Michael Jordan, and he's like, he's asking about like, oh, do I have a chance in the NBA? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, it's because I'm white, isn't it? <laughs> and Michael's like, he's like, no, Larry's white. And and Bill Murray's like, no, no Larry's clear. clear. I'm white. <laughs> and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's good. All right, Jonathan, this week we go over our reviews, but not just any review. We go over whether we have a Karen review, which is a middle-aged woman or mom, which is a middle-aged mom ranting about the movie in a good way or a bad way, or we have a kid making the review themselves. Which do you, do you have a Karen or a kid review? Well, first off, I feel like a Karen review can never be good. It's never good. Karen has words to say, but, uh, this week I have a kid's review. Um, I went through the parents reviews on common sense media and they were all pretty positive about the movie. So, I mean, hey, there's a lot of butts in this movie, though. <laughs> um, but I, I got a review. Um, it's from a kid, age 12. I don't know their names. They're just anonymous reviews. This reviewer, they gave it four out of five stars. Says it's a great movie that will appeal to the whole family. 
and their review is hilarious. A great movie for ages five and up. Anyone under five might get freaked out. There are some scary monsters in the movie and some flirting too. The famous Bugs Bunny and Lola kiss twice in the movie and they do it pretty iffy. They do it pretty iffy. (laughs) I want to go over all like the meta scenes. Okay. Just the, the most crucial part of the movie. Um, so you've got your you've got your scene where um they're going back to get Michael Jordan's shorts. Yeah. At his house. Bugs Bunny's like, Hey Daffy, you know the uh all those lunch boxes and action figures with our faces on them? Yeah. Do you ever see any money from that? Daffy Duck's like, nah, not a cent. <laughs> <laughs> uh we gotta get new agents. We're getting screwed. <laughs> not a cent for merchandising. Yeah, I did think that was funny. <laughs> Also, when they're um, going over to Michael Jordan's house to get his shorts, they go out to the golf course while Stan is still digging up the hole. Yeah. And he get, they get out, and he overhears them talking. And Daffy's like, you know, I thought of a great team name. What about the Ducks? <laughs> and Bugs Bunny was like, what kind of a Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks? Perfect jab at disney that was oh that's so good okay for those of you who don't know um the anaheim ducks as they're known today were originally gifted by the commissioner of nhl a franchise to anaheim to the disney corporation so they came up with the actual team name which was the anaheim mighty ducks but they also decided to make three movies three wonderful movies <laughs> well two wonderful movies and the first one was kind of eh. <laughs> but a perfect franchise one of my favorite sports films especially hockey films hmm. um but that's that's what they're i love the slight jab so over to disney does disney actually own the ducks they used to oh. they don't anymore yeah i didn't know about that Back in like 2007 or something um when they changed their colors to orange and black hmm. they just went to, with the anaheim ducks hmm. all right what else we got on the Meta moments. Um. Okay. <laughs> one of the funniest ones. Uh. Once again, Daffy Duck is like the only meta one who talks to the camera. Um. <laughs> uh, he's like, ex- we are exclusive trademark properties of the Warner Brothers Inc. And then he kisses the logo on his butt, <laughs> which was a metaphor for butt kissery oh. of the of the man. <laughs> the big corporation butt yeah. kissing. I thought that was great. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. That's the ones that I came up with. Um, the whole producer's a friend of mine, so that's how it works. Don't Okay, don't you love at the beginning when they're showing them how to play basketball, they show the tutorial, but it's like a really old tutorial, and it's like a bunch of white guys playing basketball. Oh, yeah, the fif- like the 50s instructional <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> they were so bad at playing basketball, too. <laughs> Oh man! Hey Jeremy, what what's going on? What are you doing? He's fixing a divot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixing a divot. He's fixing a divot. That's a great <laughs> quote. That's such a good line for a basketball movie. There's a lot of like golf humor in it. Yeah, it's part of the plot. Oh, we've got hoops, we've got weights, and we've got. Balls. We've got 
balls. Yeah, that's all I said. There's got to be germs in there or something. Oh, yeah. I wrote down that quote. It's like, <laughs> bacteria like that can travel at the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> the ending line is like, the voice crack. Let's go, Bulls. <laughs> it's like, go, Bulls. It's like one of the best voice cracks of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was laughing at that. Also, like, I prefer Bill Murray in this than Michael Jordan. He's more of a standout character. I, you know, I'd actually forgotten about how much he, like, I remember him being in it a little bit, but he's actually in it more than I thought, time. actually. Like, I guess because it's such it's a short, short movie. movie. It's short. It's such a short movie. And I didn't realize yeah. how short it was. I thought they just played multiple games or at least practiced more. But yeah. they just go straight into playing the final game. Like, yeah. it makes sense. They're only trying to do one game, but I just remember there being a lot more uh, 2D, like cartoon world. There's It's about half real world and half cartoon world. It's not all in the cartoon world. It's weird. Yeah. I expected it to be a lot, yeah, a lot longer. When it cuts it to that scene preparing for the game and like all the cars in line to get into the stadium or whatever, I like looked at the clock. I was like, what? Are we already at the finale? Like, <laughs> this was so yeah. quick. <laughs> Halfway done. Um, this movie's only like 86 minutes long or something. How long is this movie? So one of the lines that has always stuck with me and confused me um, over the years, at least when I was young, was mm-hmm. when the like the boss, when Bill Murray comes out and the boss like spits out his drink, he's like, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. Yeah. And so as a kid, I like, I was like, oh, that's Dan Aykroyd. Like I thought it was a joke saying his real actor's name. I didn't realize right, he's, I did he's not. Too. It confused me. It's like, oh, he's saying the wrong name. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I saw like another movie, maybe it's Ghostbusters, and I'm pretty sure saying like, oh, that's Dan Aykroyd. And Justin, our older brother, was like, no, that's Bill Murray. Even though Dan Aykroyd is in Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. I guess that's how they get people. They get him confused. Another just random quote that I always, I don't know, I, I kind of like. It's not like the funniest line, but when Bugs and Daffy are in the trophy room trying to get his his gear and stuff, and the, the dog corners them, and then the kids are peeking through, and they like come out and save them. But right before that, Bugs is like, oh, the kids are here. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he says it, I thought it was funny. The kids are <laughs> the here. The kids are here. Jonathan, did you learn any lessons watching this as an adult versus being as a kid. Yeah. I was trying to think of kind of what the moral of the movies were. And I, what I kind of came up with was just like helping others in need. Cause like Mm -hmm. they basically kidnap Michael Jordan, (laughs) but he sees that they're in a, they're in a predicament and you know, he, he go he doesn't say no take me back right now he's like okay let me help you out here he sees he's really go with the flow yeah he he sees you know that you know what the aliens are doing and that they're trying to take over and you know he wants to help them out and even even at the end of the game he even puts himself on the line as like you know if we lose you know take me yeah. instead of the looney tunes Sacrifice. you know it's like i'll 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 go to moron mountain but it was like, this isn't even your fight. Why are you even doing this? But, you know, yeah. you know, he's helping out, you know, people, your neighbor. Yeah. So I thought that was one learn lesson learned. Um, 
Uh, the other one I had was just like, he shows extreme patience with annoying people, aka his assistant oh, Stan. <laughs> True. I mean, I guess he got a lot of practice with like the the media and the press throughout the years, but still. Um, the lesson that I learned from this is if you're being bullied, always get someone bigger to fight for you. Yes. Be very resourceful. <laughs> no matter what the stakes, whether it be kidnapping the greatest NBA player of all time. Other than that, it didn't seem like it had too much of like a theme to the movie other than just being entertainment value and it pretty funny. Well, Jeremy, I think I hit him high, you hit him low. I think it's time to wrap this sucker up. Perfect line. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> you got me. That was good. That was really good. All right. Well, our show art is done by Bryce Bridgman, and he's a good friend of ours. He's really, really talented. Uh, if you want to go give him a follow on Instagram at Captain Cool, Captain cool Guy, not Captain, uh, as in Crunchitizement Captain. Uh, we'll put the link down below. And you can find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast. Also, we'd love to hear some feedback from the listeners, whether it's a message on Instagram or just by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. So our next movie for next week, this one is going to be a little bit different than what we've done in in the past. Um, It's just recently in the past, actually. (laughs) because It's a fairly new movie. Um, It's one we didn't grow up on, but it's about two brothers, and I've heard it's a doozy. But it recently came out on Disney Plus, and we're both kids at heart, so I figured we'd justify it that way. And we might have a special guest that's actually a kid. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. Um, Well, Jonathan, until next week, I only have one thing left to say. Let's go, Bulls! Bye bye, guys. See ya. Better to be silent and be thoughtful than to speak and remove all doubt. Know what I'm talking about. When opportunity knocks, you better let him in and sit him on down and try to be a spirit. In order to be a veteran, first you gotta be a beginner. But if you keep on pushing, you can be a winner. Keep on pushing.